It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. As the Bulldogs count down and get ready to head back to the West, the Western Bulldogs. In 2016, it was one of the most pulsating games that took Dogs fans every inch of the emotional journey. Tonight, it was won by quarter time. The contrast could barely be more extreme. Lysette takes the intercepting mark and kicks a careless torpedo up to half forward. Wood made the spoil. Wines works underneath. Towed the way of Aaliyah. He sends Port back inside as the sirens signals a seismic upset at Adelaide Oval. It will be a grand final for the Dreamers, for the Romantics, for the Nostalgic. The full genius of Luke Beveridge inspires the Bulldogs to a date with destiny against Melbourne over in Perth. They built Port Adelaide by 71 points. Incredible stuff from the Bulldogs. 17 14, 116. They beat Port Adelaide 6 9 45. It was 37 points at quarter time, 58 at half and three quarter time, and 71 at the close. Heroes on every line. Inspired by the coach, the chief executive told us he felt weak at the knees, so inspiring was it. But his men were stern of spirit. And it's back to 1954. Yeah. the small group of Bulldogs fans in South Australia is plain for all of us to share and it will ripple through every lounge room here in the western suburbs in particular. It's such a displaced year, Jared. Those, how excited are those Western Bulldogs fans in Adelaide? There's tears streaming down their faces. And look at Adam Trelaw. All the Bulldogs squad have come out onto the ground knowing they're not going to be part of it. Mitch Wallace, he's the Nathan Jones of the Western Bulldogs. Missed out cruelly in 2016 with a broken leg. I'm going to miss out with a broken heart this year. But all he can do is try and share whatever he can with his teammates. The vice captain. Yes, yes. Let's get a closing comment from Kane Corns. You've got commitments, Kane. So just some 
Sum up the Kane, sense of Kane, shock hello, hello, for us. Kane, are you there? Hello, Kane. <laughs> I'm here. I'm taking it all in. Yeah, I'm shocked is the right word. I just uh, Did anyone see it? Like, it wasn't just, you know, I've probably never been more confident with the way that they were playing. Um, you know, the, the, the injury list that was non-existent, the week's rest, playing on your home deck, sleeping in your own bed, the challenges that the opposition had faced to be here tonight. But something intangible about a group that, has been together, who wills himself to do something incredible. I mean, if 2016 was something that we haven't seen winning it from seventh, to win it from fifth with the challenges that they've had would be, it'd be, it'd be twice as good, honestly, with what they've been through. So I'm in awe of what the Western Bulldogs have done. Equally, I'm in shock by the performance that Port Adelaide have put in and how this is going to reverberate around the city of Adelaide and inside the four walls of Alberton and how they can recover from these. This is going to leave a lasting dent on a lot of players' legacies. Kane, thanks for your company tonight. Well done. Bad Good luck, on you guys. Difficult circumstances. Uh, sell your car, the hassle-free way with car sales instant offer. You are probably lucky, Hutto, that he hasn't thrown back that we lived the same thing last night. At <laughs> 71-point uh, margin, Nick Delsado said, can I give you the... The best piece of hindsight for the night? Yes, please. It's probably a good time to put this in perspective because we can't figure it out. So top place on the AFL ladder after round two was held by only two teams. Melbourne for 13 weeks and the Bulldogs for eight weeks. And from round four to round 21, so the 18-week block where the season is defined, they sat first and second in varying orders, but they occupied first and second for 18 of the 23 weeks. Hindsight says they were the best two teams. <laughs> it's just that the Dogs lost all form and fell out of the top four. But they had lived eight weeks at the top of the ladder and shared for 18 weeks the top two place with Melbourne. And thus, history will record that they were clearly the best two teams and they will meet in the grand final by virtue of a monumental upset. Makes sense of well, that, that if gives you will. Us, that gives us a little bit of perspective. And you're right, it is easier to sit here now. I, I, I put my hand on my heart, and our responsibility in this industry is to try and predict on the evidence that we've seen, on the numbers that give you some sort of visual indication about what should happen if everything goes to plan. You can't plan and guess for Port Adelaide to give that lack of effort to fumble, to turn the ball over in areas of the ground that they have not done or rarely done all year. And on the flip side, for the dogs to bring that pressure, for the dogs to be clean and systematic and so structured and executing to a man. We spoke pre-game, we were talking about Max Gorn and having the performance that, he's, that he did. You come into these games just wanting to play your role and just having a solid, honest effort and then a solid, honest game for your team let alone one out of the box. Like Mitch Hannon's first half was as good as we've seen him play. Bonson Pelly comes in under an injury cloud, yet he pops up and kicks a couple of goals. Adam Trelaw has had a, a really poor and below standard final series. Yet tonight he looked like a different player. His numbers were, probably showed that he had a different attitude tonight. And you put it all together. Ryan Gardner batting out of his weight division, fighting out of his weight division, finding a way to get it done. Josh Shackey's an incredible story. What I'm trying to get to, Jude, is none of this makes sense. We spoke to Amit Baines, who's a fantastic person, a ripper, and he spoke about their journey, where they've been, not only literally in the air, the journey that they've yep. been on, but the challenges that they have along the way. I know Marcus Bontepelli had some issues to get ice to 
try and minimise the swelling on his knee. He couldn't physically get the ice because of the restrictions and not being allowed to go out and touch people on the way past. Yet they sit in this moment in time where you go, well done. I can't explain it to you right now. I don't know how else to put this. But they've got it done, and there's something beautiful about that as well, Jerry, that we can't actually attach words to what's just happened. Yep, so it is the... It's the journey of 2016 through do or, die, do or die finals at every turn, but it's different. It comes without the week's break on the way in, and it takes them through Tasmania to Queensland to Western Australia to South Australia and now back to Western Australia to stare down Melbourne in a grand final with whom they split their two meetings. They're 1-1. And they will make the case as they leave tonight that it's a flip of the coin, Granny. I came into tonight hoping Port would win because I was already looking forward to the grand final. I thought, on paper, Port will give the Ds more of a challenge. The only way that I felt that that could be different is off the back of a performance like this. They can pressure the Ds as well as the Ds pressured the Cats last night. They are potent in a different way up forward than the Ds were last night. They have to form a different defence because they don't have Lever in May. They don't have those people. But they've got a different set of people that do it their way. And they've got a coach. And you, you said it pre-game and I'm with you. You'd pay good money to be in those meetings, to understand and to have that feeling inside. And football's a game of feeling. Yeah. It's how it makes you feel and therefore how you act off the back of it. And Luke Beveridge must have an incredible sense of what triggers this group to give her a... To give her a a response, an action, a collective effort against all odds. Against all odds. He's just the coach for the Odyssey, isn't it? He's a spiritual coach for what has ended up being a spiritual journey. Mm. And they have two weeks to freshen up. So they've played their way through, but now they they enter on level terms with Melbourne. Yeah. They don't have to bat up in a week's time and we ponder what's the cumulative toll of four in a row. That's not the case this year. They will get to go to Perth. They'll have to endure a week of quarantine while Melbourne are freer. But recovery, players in and the like, no drama. There's, they are at no disadvantage come grand final day now. You're spot on. I mean, both teams will have sore plays. Both teams will have plays that have to probably work through some things about the expectation and what this means for the senior players. It means something different to the younger players, but... They've got enough time to get that messaging right. And I spoke about it during the call, to play all those scenarios out in your mind, to know what those actions are when that moment is called upon. So you don't have to figure it out on the fly. You've already lived it in your mind for two weeks. I was very fortunate to be in the rooms. The dogs played in Canberra earlier this year and was with my opportunity to go in the rooms. And I got a glimpse of the Luke Beveridge motivational person, the theme, and he put a book in front of them. And I wasn't privy to exactly understanding the whole book, but... It was off the back of war and what that meant to those people and the the need to rely on other people for you to do your job. Now, clearly, war doesn't always translate directly to football, but there were some small pieces out of it, and they were eyeballing him. They, they'd won the game. They were exhausted. And to a man, they sat there exhausted looking at their coach saying, we're with you. We're, we're in this. And Not that they're buying everything that he's selling, but they were doing it as a collective. Every move he made tonight, it came up Trump's. Marcus Bontempelli gets through safely. Steph Martin redefines them in the ruck. First up since round 12. Keith, they're cautious. He doesn't play. Waitman couldn't play. These are great great scenes as they come down. There's nothing like it. Everyone's winning away from home, but this is slightly different. This is in enemy territory. 
Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a real away game, isn't it? Tonight. And they get to enjoy this for a little bit longer than any other previous yep. year, knowing that they don't have to instantly drop into recovery mode. Leaping around, flinging drinks in the air already. It's a skeleton staff in the rooms at Adelaide Oval. This will be a song to remember. Demons and the Bulldogs in the Western Grand Final in a fortnight's time. In 1954, they met at the MCG. We'll be watching from afar, but it will have all the elements. This is AFL Nation, the post-game show for Rainbird, Smarter Irrigation, the intelligent use of water, and Dan Murphy's kick off the footy finals at Dan Murphy's. We'll analyse it all for you. The Dogs by 71 points over Port Adelaide. Next. That quarter on AFL Nation was for Victoria Police. Victoria Police is recruiting now. Search Police Careers. Second preliminary final. Adelaide Oval, the Western Bulldogs 17-14-116 defeated Port Adelaide 6-9-45. At quarter time, the Doggies had put up 44 points. Port Adelaide put up 45 for the whole night. 71 points at beggar's belief uh, for the Doggies. I'm not sure I gave you the goal kickers. Bailey Smith booted four. Mitch Hannon kicked three. There was two for Bontempelli and for Norton with singles to Trelaw, Shackey, Vandermeer, Scott, Rourke Smith and Johannesson. While for Port, two for Charlie Dixon and one each for Marshall Houston, Wines, and Bonner. Just to put that score in perspective, they've scored 45 points tonight, six goals, nine. They had a 44-point game against the Lions earlier this year, and then their next lowest, they had 55 twice. So this is their second lowest score of the year, unfortunately, um, in in a huge game on their home deck with their home crowd. Mm. So... We'll have to work through that at the right time as we work through some of these awards, Jared. So last night was 125 to 42, an 83-point margin, and tonight was 116 to 45, a 71-point margin. They played twice during the year in front of nobody at Marvel when Melbourne beat the Dogs, and they played in front of nobody at the MCG when the Dogs beat Melbourne. But now so they're going to play in front of 60,000. In Perth. <laughs> yeah. oh, in just Perth. Make Couldn't sense. buy a crowd in Melbourne <laughs> for these two. Oh, Good gosh. Lord. All right, let's work through some of these categories. We may speak to Josh Dunkley. We'll certainly hear from Luke Beveridge for Doggies fans to take it all in. There's not a, a formal rookie for MEGT, your local apprenticeship experts. Who was the best young player on the ground, do you think? Well, I thought Ryan Gardner was superb for the role that he played, but how can you go past Bailey Smith once again? Two best ons in a row. I won't go to my votes just yet, but I think he'll go uh, very well in the voting. That's right. He's 65 games. Ryan Gardner's 20, so Ryan Gardner can have that. MEGT supporting employers and apprentices 
for more than 40 years. The hanger of the day, hangmytv.com.au, because that's what they do. I went with Connor Rosie's one in the last quarter. The unseen yeah. hanger. <laughs> the no the fans will pay no attention. You wait till you see the shots on the telly and have a look in the background. Nobody's watching. Luckily, I was still there. I was surprised that they hadn't walked out by then, but that was a lovely grab. Most underappreciated hanger of the year. The goal of the game. This is a big field for instant windscreens. Broken windscreen call. Instant windscreens. One, three, two, triple, four. There was plenty to pick from. I went with Marcus Bontempelli's second goal. So the first one was the snap in the first quarter. The second one was from out, oh, just inside 50 on the left peg as he just drifted out to his preferred side. I thought that was goal of the game. But there was plenty of quality goals, particularly from the dog's perspective. We definitively had a tackle of the game for Toro for home ground advantage count on Toro. It's probably the tackle of the year when Vandermeer thought he was going to take on Lysette. And he grabbed him and it, it was a rock bottom. He it, it picked was. him up and dropped him on the canvas. Is it fair to say there was a little bit of frustration in it? A little bit of frustration. That was a brilliant tackle. Had to do it. There was another goal against. So, yes, that's uh, that's where we'll go with that uh, tackle of the game for Toro. Toro count on it. It's the Bendix breaks, big moment. Confidence stopping Bendix breaks. I went with a whole first quarter. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's specific enough, but when you roll out the first quarter like they did and kick seven goals, two from their 17 inside 50s, you thought the one, oh, okay, they're going to get a couple early, make a good game of it. It did not stop. So that was clearly the Bendix Breaks big moment was the start of the game. Channel 7 showing the colour vision of, of 54, which was unearthed many ah, years yeah, later. That's right. Um, the Dogs kicked six goals to one in the first quarter and won by 51 points, I think, in that game. So. <laughs> but these... It's already 50, started. Yeah, 54. So there will be, yeah, there will be representatives from both who will make appearances over the next two weeks because it's two weeks. It's yeah. a lot of time to work through the backstory. Charlie, shop early, remember? That was, <laughs> yes, yes. That was the great story. One player you could count on today for one, a beer you can count on. I think we learned something else about Marcus Bontempelli tonight, who came into the game under an injury cloud. Clearly the flying doesn't support the recovery of any injury, but when he walks out, has 20 disposals, 10 inside 50s, and kicks two great goals. I thought this is a man that we knew you could rely on, but this is a different form of reliability. Mm. I just thought he was superb tonight. Sustained performer for Host Plus, we go with you. I have to go with Ollie Wines, and I looked at these numbers, and we could see it, and we, we could hear it through your call, but he's had 38 disposals, 15 of those contested. He's had seven clearances, five tackles, six inside 50s, and a goal. He was as brave and defiant as he could be, unfortunately. He was nearly the only one. Yeah. Host Plus official superannuation partner of the AFL. The toughest player for Happy Tint. Happy Tint, your home, your office, your car, happytint.com.au. I want to have a go at this. Yes. McRae going back Thank with you. the flight into yep. the path of Charlie Dixon. I was going to ask, is it okay if I go with a moment rather than yep. the whole body of work for a tough player? But for him to go back when he didn't have to, the game was clearly done by then. Non-negotiable. I love that. This is what we do at this football club, and it's my turn to go, and I might get hurt. And uh, it was Charlie Dixon, which he wasn't aware of, but he still went with it and took the mark. It was a great grab. Yeah, took the mark, escaped with his life. Yes, Unmissable yes. moments for drink-wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink-wise. There was plenty of them. I went with Aaron Norton's mark at the top of the goal score in the first quarter. As the kick came in, he was in a beautiful position, and he launched and almost came down the waterfall. It was like a packed building, and it was just a beautiful grab. And he kicked the goal. So that was my unmissable moment in the first quarter. The finals are down to two teams. It's one versus five from the ladder at the end. But I have given you the idea that it's really not that at all. As if you cast aside when the Bulldogs just lost their way at the end of the season. This is really one versus two. All for 40 winks. Serious about sleep. Uncover amazing prices 
at the 40 Winks Blackout Sale. So the votes, which will include the stats for safety steel sheds designed to save built to last. So for one vote, I went with Mitch Hannon. I just thought his significant impact on the game, particularly early on, it, it wasn't even a Mitch ma- uh, mismatch that he could take advantage of, but he did. He was just making things work. He was the one that had to pop up and kick some goals from an unlikely source. I was really impressed with his 14 disposals. He kicked three goals too, and he was lively all night. Two votes. I went with Jackson McRae. Just the body of work, the weight of numbers, 36 disposals, six tackles, seven inside 50s, and uh, he mustn't wear deodorant because no one goes near him. Something's going on with Jackson McRae. Stands on the wing and just impacts play after play. And I've gone in the reverse order of what I did last week, and I might have got it wrong. I wasn't quite sure which way to go last week, but I've gone with Bailey Smith. So they were number one and number two. Bailey Smith's numbers, again, 23 disposals, had a handful of tackles. He's kicked four goals and had six inside 50s. And, and this is a man that came into the final series of the for the year, kicking eight goals in total. He's kicked nine in three yep. games. Hasn't he arrived? Like, oh. There's been moments across his three seasons where we've known. Yes. We've yep. known what he's going to become, but he has arrived in this final series. You, you, I spoke about Marcus Fontampelli before. You learn about young guys as well. Young Some young players will come in and they'll bide their time. They'll wait for a senior player to do something and they'll follow their lead. Or you get a young man like Bailey Smith, who is polite. He's very well spoken, but his football doesn't replicate that. He's a brave, abrupt, here I am. Come and get it if you want it, but I'm going to go as fast as I can back the other way. And his work rate should never go unnoticed. We're going to get drawn to the flashy stuff and we'll take you know huge appreciation in some of those moments but never underestimate his ability to put himself in his in positions to be excellent at football. Bailey Smith with the three, McRae two and Hannon the one. A shout out for Ringers Western from a Kimberley cattle station to the commentary box, ringersweston.com. Uh, I think we're about to talk to Josh Dunkley. So to, just to savour um, how it's unfolded and to watch the players who weren't in the game storm the field and... It sort of puts me in mind there was a um, a Collingwood win in a qualifying final against the Crows that was sort of those scenes down in the aftermath back in the Channel 10 days, and then we've seen them tonight with a Bulldog. So into the rooms we go with Josh Dunkley. Josh, congratulations. Welcome to Thanks. AFL Nation. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. How exciting. Yeah, words can't really describe the emotions at the moment, but we do know that there's one more to go, so it's nice to celebrate this one and, um, yeah, be together as a whole group as well in Adelaide, so... We're really looking forward to getting back to Perth now and um, getting back stuck into business. Are you glad Essendon, uh, the Bulldogs said no right at this very moment? <laughs> oh, to be honest, I haven't even thought about it. I'm happy um, happy here at the moment and looking forward to next week or oh, two weeks' time. Josh, I'm really interested in the changing of the conversation because I'm assuming pre-game you never thought you'd be in that position at quarter time. What was Bevo like and what messages was he telling you guys at each break about controlling the game and ultimately how to play it out? Yeah, I mean, we knew that, um, well, we know that Port Adelaide are a great side and they've been a great side all year, but to uh, get the jump on them was going to be really important for us. And that was the messaging pre-game that we had to really, you know, put our heads down and um, work hard together. And, uh, yeah, it just happened for us in that first quarter. And I think our pressure and everything uh, was really good. And around the footy, we just kept fighting. And, um, yeah, mid-stepped up and, and forward to the footy, I thought tonight we were incredible. So each break was more about maintaining that. Um, they got a little run in the third quarter, but we came back out in the fourth and, and really put them to the sword. When did you feel like you had the game wrapped up? Was there a particular moment you thought, we're playing in a grand final in a fortnight's time? Yeah, I think when um, JJ had a set shot from about 55 or so, um, yeah, I just looked at Lockie Hunter and sort of had a bit of a smirk. And um, yeah, that was probably the realisation 
that we're going to go through next week. But, um, yeah, the room's <laughs> going off at the moment. <laughs> Who's that carrying on behind you? No, nah, it was uh, Mickey Hannon just walked in. I think he's just done an interview or something like that. <laughs> Tell us, there's a handful of players and you're going to get asked a lot of questions about individuals, but Mitch Hannon's game tonight and the role that he's played for yep. your footy club, you must have just yeah. been just in, in awe of the way that he went about his footy, particularly that first half. 100%, yeah. Like I said, the forwards really stood up and Mitchie led the way down there and obviously um, got the compliments of Naughty and Timmy and all the guys down there that are really, you know, we just ask for a contest and then we can bring the ball to ground and let our, our smalls go to work. So Hannans is that, you know, he's that tall, but he's also a small, he's so electric, his speed and so important to our forward line and um, our whole makeup as a group. Dunks, the other one I want to ask you about, and I struggle to get to get a grasp of this man, is Jackson McRae. And you look at his numbers week in, week out. He's had the most disposals in AFL history in one particular season. What does this man do that allows him to get so much of the football every week? It's quite incredible. Um, yes, yeah, everyone sort of talks about Nader, but how he's able to win the footy. But his work rate um, when we've got the ball is, is quite incredible. And the way that he's, uh, his energy on, you know, on offense is really good. So... Yeah, he, he works really hard throughout the week. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's a professional footballer. He's done it for you know so long now and so consistent. So, it's, yeah, he's deservedly one of the best players in the comp. And I think it's uh, he's an inspiration to look up to and one that, um, yeah, he's very important for us too. You've been in this position before, but you haven't done it with a week off in between. How do you instantly feel like you need to handle the next fortnight? What's the best case scenario to get through and be ready to go? Yeah, I mean, we've got – there's probably – blessing in disguise that we've got a week off. We've got a few sore boys and obviously Keithy didn't play tonight and Cody didn't play tonight but um, there's a lot of guys that would will enjoy this break. Uh, normally it's taken the week into the finals as everyone knows but I think for us this week will probably be more of a recovery sort of time week and um, then we'll yeah, full steam ahead next uh, probably from Saturday onwards next week. Terrific Josh, well done. Thanks for your time. Thanks guys, thanks for having me. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.